Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Vegas studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here. It is closing in on the end of the year. December is is just flying by already. It's the 8th. What happened? Come on. <sighs> but the holiday season. Here we go. Light the fires. Kick the tires, baby. Let's do this. Uh, we are sponsored by our our beautiful, beautiful sponsors. Um, and I can't thank them enough for... Contributing their their energies, their time. Uh, Suzy Q's, who uh, you go to SuzyQ's.com, you have some wonderful options for gifts and things to give to people with her unique jewelry and styles and necklaces and bracelets and earrings. And uh, it is it pales in comparison to anything else you can give to someone. It is the most unique item you will ever find. Go to SuzyQs.com, get your order in before Christmas, and, and it, the, the crazy craziness of shipping happens. My other sponsor, who I absolutely adore, who uh, him and I just, when we get together, we just talk endlessly about the nerd. Yes, I am talking other, no other than Mr. Matt Campbell from Action Line Studios. Go to ActionLineStudios.com and pick up a couple of trade paperbacks. Mythica is uh, unlike any other comic out there. He's he's a he's a Scott. He's in a kilt. He kills vampires and drinks a lot of booze and there's boobs. It's amazing. It's horror, it's sci-fi, it's war. There's so many amazing elements to his story and his elements. Enter in the discount code 5280 online in his online store give this to your comic book friends buy it for yourself treat yourself that's what i gotta say uh but i thank you so much for my sponsors who i work very diligently and very close with and there is a common and mutual respect so uh happy holidays to them because uh, they do listen Susie may not be in the studio today um but Susie does listen and so does mr matt campbell uh who will come to your house and and read you a bedtime story just just send him a message. He's waiting. Uh, uh, you also need to have uh, uh, bourbon, maybe some whiskey. Scotch. Yeah, he's all about scotch. No, nah, he's a beer guy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I may make him sound like he's an alcoholic. He's not me, but I do want to send out a, a thank you to a, a fan, a listener. They um, sent to the studio one of the best presents i have ever received and i received a few some i kind of was unsure of and one was ticking it it really was just a clock um but the uh i've never gotten anything like this and i'm excited i'll be posting up some pictures of of everything on our instagram uh if you go to 5280 geek uh and instagram you'll see what i'm talking about but i got an advent calendar but this is not your normal advent calendar where you open it up and you get a little piece of candy or a small little treat or toy no this is a whiskey advent calendar holy balls 
This thing is huge, and it is amazing. It's called The Depths of Whiskey. Uh, I'll be putting up a picture with this, uh, and it is so awesome. It even has its own little uh, glass that comes with it, a little notebook, so you can take notes of the different uh, whiskeys that this comes with. So uh, thank you so much. The fan, you know who you are. You're amazing. We appreciate all of your support, guys, through the years, through this year, uh, into next year. Already hard at work on content for next year. New plans, new, 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 new. We got we got some new stuff coming. Yeah, but I say that every every year because we do. We 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 we, we want to keep you entertained um, as as best we can. So why you're here? Let's talk some nerd, shall we? Uh, what's catching my eye? What's going on? Of course, last week uh, the trailers of like endless happiness came out. The Indiana Jones trailer, which I have watched on permanent loop, that thing has given me the chills, and I'm I'm just so excited to see all of. Indy in his glory and even solace showing up it brought me a tear to my eye I'm still I'm getting choked up in chills right now thinking about it because it is just oh it's Indy and I've waited so long Crystal Skull be damned that movie was horrible and it wasn't like a real representation of Indiana Jones in my opinion I may be wrong I'm not but I know some people liked it I don't know why, and it was fine. It has nothing to do with Shia LaBeouf. He he was I, I didn't care about his character. It was fine. The monkeys going through the trees like Ewoks and all of that that kind of bothered me. But we're not here to critique Crystal Skull. We're here to talk about the Indiana Jones trailer, which uh, the de-aged Harrison Ford. I you know, I honestly thought that was original film footage. I mean. It's hard to tell, and is that a weird throwback to the Millennium Falcon in one of the scenes? The whole trailer is just filled to the brim with Easter eggs and different opportunities to just revel and enjoy the this this world that Indiana Jones has created for the fans, for people. I know a lot of uh, people, fans, that have... Um, become archaeologists. Josh Gates is primarily one of the individuals that I know for a fact, because of Indiana Jones, became an archaeologist. And I, I know there's a lot of reading, and you know Indiana Jones paints this colorful picture, but so does Josh Gates. If you've never watched his show, the man, the man's man's crazy, and he's amazing to talk to. I got to speak with him a few years ago at a con, and absolutely wonderful individual. Such a, a bright brilliant person and fun to talk to watches shows uh expedition truth and i think it's there's another one he's got coming oh it's the explorers club i haven't watched that one yet the 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 stack on the dvr is a little deep so i'm I'm getting around to it but the indiana jones trailer harkens to a lot of how it was where he is currently and i think we do see i don't want to say indie you know right off into the sunset but there are some worries concerns that this we may see indy's demise hopefully not i don't think we would especially given the young indiana jones chronicles and everything else that has followed and i can honestly see if anyone is paying attention or, or even thinking 
Indiana Jones' video game platform would be spectacular. And I could see Indy living on in the video games. We've seen how the Laura Croft series, uh, the Tomb Raiders, were exceptional. Why can't we do the same for Indy? Does he not deserve his own video game? And shouldn't he have that? Laura Croft is spectacular. Indy is just as spectacular, if not better. And you start with a whip. I mean, come on. Who does not want to play with a whip? I'm afraid I take out my eye, but that's me and the manual dexterity of a potted plant. (sighs) Give Indy a video game. He deserves it. He should have had it a long time ago. But there are some things, and I, I spoke about the, the theories and everything on last week's podcast of who everybody could be. And after seeing the trailer, I'm dead set on everything that I said and that I committed to. That, that does feel like Marcus's daughter that Indy's looking after. And it, it just really just brings everything full circle. The next generation taking over. Thank God it's not mutt. Yeah. Uh, the other trailer now this one I didn't share but I, I, I still really really in loved 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 love Guardians of the Galaxy uh, the, the the third I, I, chapter I don't know I don't know what they're calling it but the next one looks um, oh I, I got misty there's a few elements that I picked up out of this uh, so bear with me because there's a lot that flashes across the screen and James Gunn being a comic book fan does not make it easy to um, decipher but there are a couple big takeaways especially when we have the whole opening scene of the Guardians getting off of their ship which I think is this one's the Bowie um, and I'm sure it's named after David Bowie, uh, but the uh, um, the the planet of animal people. Now, there I have a theory that this is half world. This is the world that um, Rocket is from. So, th- if the original limited series, the four part series that came out. I'm not going to go through the whole history of Half-World, but this is where Rocket, as well as other um, creatures, were created. One of them, of which is Lila, Rocket's girlfriend, and it's she's an otter. So as you're watching everything kind of blaze through, I do see Rocket, like, hugging an otter, and I think it's Lila. I think we're on Half-World. And this just absolutely makes me happy because I'm hoping we get the robot clowns because that's the best part of that comic because just to see them go at it, there are so many fun characters out of Half-World and that limited series of Rocket Raccoon that I I think this is probably – not only is it going to choke me up because this is the end of the Guardians, uh, but I oh, – just to see Rocket on his home planet, all the, the critters. Oh, this will be cool. I'm very excited to see if this is really how the, the, the path that they go. It really, if you haven't read the series, and I know it's available in trade. Um, they've done a couple of different collected versions for the original Rocket Raccoon limited series. Uh, Mike Magnola of Hellboy fame. This is where he first comes into Marvel. So it's, it's going to 
completely different artist style that you're not even used to seeing from uh, Magnola. But it's worth the pickup. Totally worth it. We also get to see Adam Warlock very front and center. And I don't think that that's a soul gem on his head, but something is there. The The character harkens all the way back to some of the original Guardians of the Galaxy issues where Adam actually was a guardian. Uh, and I'm kind of okay with this. I don't know how it's going to play out. I do like that they've gone all totally retro with the the uniforms. I love the look. Everybody just is just fitting the part and checking all the right boxes for the comic book fans. And you really don't need to be a comic book fan to appreciate the time and the energy and everything that Gunn has put into this final installment. This trailer looks spectacular. The characters are on point. I know we get kind of a little info on Gamora with the Christmas special and that she's running the Ravagers. But to see her full on in the trailer really kind of sets it home that, you know, the the Gamora that we knew is gone. But creates a bit of a question because if she's the Gamora from the past that got pulled to the future, then how did our Gamora go, yeah, I know, you don't want to start thinking about time travel and dimension hopping and all of that, and maybe it's from an alternate Earth, be that as it may, Gamora is there somehow. Uh, So how does this all work out? I'm sure James Gunn has thought it through successfully, and we're in store for something mm, tear-jerking and just already seeing some of the scenes i'm just like oh and uh, we'll 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 see i'm excited to see all of it go check out the trailers because it is absolutely worth it the other trailer that of course landed and this one is also shared on the 5280 page was the beast wars new transformers trailer we get some very interesting looks at some characters uh optimus primal looking good rc the one from the cartoon series from the the movie looks spectacular and it looks like we're finally getting mirage from the g1 and he is the uh 9-11 porsche so i'm very uh, i was kind of hesitant about this beast wars is not my thing i've never really been sold on the series i didn't you know care too much and i really didn't have the time to spend watching but to see how they've presented it and put it out there it just looks wow breathtaking and of course we get bumblebee back in you know his his camaro look so i don't know where this happens in the timeline or how this happens um and obviously the storyline is kind of doing uh, the time travel thing to begin with based on the conversation Optimus has with Optimus Primal. So, again, you got to love trailers. So this could be spectacular or this could be a monumental letdown. I'm hoping that it's not a letdown. And just to see some of the things that they've done for visual effects, I'm, I'm, I'm digging. So... Uh, another one for next year worth the watch and it's on the 5280 page so go check it out for sure 
What else is going on? So what am I watching? That's an excellent question. Trying to get caught up. I've watched most of Wednesday because the Wednesday's child is full of woe. And I'm, I'm in. I was a little hesitant at first just simply because of my love and how much I really like the Addams Family. The, the, there's no denying the impact the show had on me, you know, watching the reruns and all of that back in the day. And, of course, reading the cartoons. And Red is even more attached to the, the series than I am. But I have to say, the time and care that they, they put into this show and the characters, I'm, I dig it. I like it. It really, it really works. And it's, it's awkward. It's funny. And it, it, it hits on all of the right nodes and i would expect from the films as you know uh chez adams was still around and and talked to people about you know getting the films done and everything there there seems to be the same care and meticulous details that you would find in the adams family so it's worth the watch just even just to reminisce i'm not going to do any spoilers on it just simply because uh i don't think enough people uh i who am I kidding? Everybody's probably watching this, but I don't want to put any spoilers out there just yet. Same thing with Willow. Uh, went on to the other side uh, after that to get caught up on Willow. Uh, the first three episodes are out, and I'm a mixed bag on the whole thing. There are some very... It's not rocket science. It really isn't. And there's so it's so easy to figure a lot of things out in the first episode within the first 10 minutes that you're kind of like, okay, well, I see where this is kind of going. And I'm hoping I'm wrong. The, uh, the writing is fine. Um, there are some decent callbacks. And there's a lot of holes that I'm sure along the way they are going to fill as far as what happened to Mad Mardigan, um, the Queen, all of that. But to see the the original cast and everybody back together in addition to some new characters is fun. It's refreshing and it's, it's worth the watch and I'm digging it. However, I don't know if they just are out of jokes that they have to go and sample one from young guns, but okay. Um, that one was a little weird, not to mention the, uh, I don't know if I'm just spoiled or, uh, what or my expectations are too high and i got into a discussion with crozier about this because he's on the other side of the coin with me on this one but i'm not really sold on willow the character um it it just i don't know if warwick davis is just a bad actor or it just how they wanted to present it in the first couple of episodes but i just really was not impressed with the willow character I love that we've got some time bandits running around in there as far as the, the little people in, in the village. That is great. But overall, I just kind of was like, mm, you're, and maybe that was the whole point. You're expecting this huge display and you don't get it. So I haven't watched the third episode, and that's why I'm kind of hesitant to give you a full blown take on the show so far. And maybe. My suspicions and, you know, reaction is incorrect. Maybe it, it's waiting for a dare-to-be-great moment, and I don't remember the original Willow being this annoying, but it just was kind of a letdown, especially when you're expecting him to be better than what he was. Because we kind of see a lot of the characters from the original film 
better than what they were. There's still some pitfalls, but all in all, it's a good start. We'll see how episode three and the remaining episodes go. The other show that I... I got sucked into. Actually, it's a movie. That's the problem. This is what I'm suffering lately. I have a limited amount of time, and I don't want to get like completely invested in a new series. And a lot of the movies are running a little bit longer than a couple of hours, or you know, there's there's a couple of parts. And I know I want to like invest my time and attention to these projects. They're they're on my list. is It's rather long for Netflix, Disney. Hulu, and, and, and the such. So when I finally get to sit down and watch something, uh, it's, it's not that easy. I'm almost thinking of just spinning a wheel at this point. But the one uh, movie that I watched, uh, it's Warriors of Future. I'm not saying it incorrectly. Warriors of Future. It's basically uh, a Chinese movie maker meets uh, Little Shop of Horrors. With some really weird special effects. The planet is overrun by uh, a, 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 a plant, basically. And it starts taking over the planet. Of course, the beginning of the story is also about how we have destroyed the planet. And, you know, the the air is so toxic and bad. And there are these little communities that have popped up under these protective domes. But the plant from outer space that's hit the Earth can clear the atmosphere. But unfortunately, it's running amok and taking over the planet whenever it gets wet. It's it's fun. It's very interesting. It's very tropey. Um it's on Netflix. It's only an hour and 40 minutes. So I had an hour and 40 minutes that I could spare. And it was worth the watch. It was kind of fun. Uh, really dorky. The The CGI kind of threw me on this, though, because I, uh, I wasn't sure what I was looking at. Because sometimes the, the CGI didn't look quite right. And it was really... Weird, because the faces—I don't know if it's just heavy makeuping or an app or something the creative side decided to do and thought it was a good idea. But there's just something off on some of the faces, especially when they're in the suits. They have they have power suits, so it's Iron Man is a gardener. Uh, the problem that I had was just it just threw me visually, and after a while, I got used to it. And it was fun. There's a lot of action in this. There's some intense moments for it that I wasn't expecting. And a couple tearjerkers moments. If, if I could cry, it'd be great. The I don't know what he's got on Netflix right now. I don't know if there's a whole lot of people uh, watching this one or not. But I think it's worth it's worth a visit. Give it a look. The other show that I finally... Well, actually, there's a couple of shows. Reboot with... Uh, uh, Peel, no, Key, Key, Key. Uh, and Johnny Knoxville on Hulu is is really odd. And it cracked me up just so much that I, like, watched all nine episodes. Uh, I didn't watch them, but I had them on while I was working. And some of the jokes are great. They're, it is just raunchy It is and weird. But there's still some good elements to it. There's my pen that just broke. Um there's a lot of 
family weird, and just to hear Paul Reiser and see Paul Reiser again gave me the flashbacks from, like, Mad About You, and there's some really good inside jokes. Rachel Bloom is in it, who, my crazy ex-girlfriend fame, uh, just absolutely knocks it out of the park. Everyone has a stellar performance. Give it a couple episodes. It took, I wasn't sure, but after the second episode, once I had kind of gotten through it, there, there's, some, there's some comedic value to it. It's kind of fun, just, just as a FYI. The final show that uh, I watched, and uh, this was last night, actually, that I finally ended this, uh, Stargirl, who I have not really talked a lot about this year. Let's be honest. Uh, it was an interesting kind of f- the, the, the byline frenemies, 12 episodes, and I wasn't sure where they were going, wasn't positive what the, the overall goal was. I'd have to say that out of all of the CW crying in halls, emotions and stairways and things of that nature, Stargirl was a constant surprise and it was unique in how it delivered not only its heroes, but its villains. Those characters continued to be reimagined and delivered in a a way that I think I was rooting more for the villains than I was the heroes. I wanted to see them to take off and, and save the day and win. Joel McHale this year was an absolute added bonus to the season. And to just see him flip-flop from really nice goody two-shoes to absolutely insane, I'm going to bury this fucker in the ground, was tremendous. I honestly thought the story was going to go one way, and just to see it take a hard right and go the direction that it did was not only way darker than I thought a CW show was going to go, but was not something that I saw, again, coming. The final few episodes of the season, I'm thinking it's a season, and I'll get to that in a second, were some of the the best DC CW shows that I have seen uh, for the Arrowverse. It was unexpected. Everybody that has been involved with the the production of the show, the characters, the villains, all of it have been just light years beyond what I expected. The same thing that I I continue to say for Superman and Lois. Now, the way it ends is very peculiar because we get a, a, a jump forward with The Shade, who honestly... My favorite character. I want this guy in every episode because he's just a fucking gem. This guy is hilarious. And I really want to see more of the shade. Never thought I'd say that about that character. But the way they leave it is very odd. And I can see, I'm sure I know why they did it. Because we don't know if Stargirl's coming back. I'm going to bet that they signed the deal for three seasons. It, it all works together. It all links together. All three seasons work independently yet cooperatively with the previous seasons. So when we get to the end of this season, you can see where they try to tie it up in a nice little bow but leave the low-hanging fruit so it's an easy return if they get renewed for a season four, which I know this is going to be odd to hear me say, I want a season four. Jeff John's made the JSA cool in the comics. He brought back characters that nobody cared about and brought a life to him that everyone kind of had written off. He has 
done the same thing with the characters in the show. We get enough of the old, we get the introduction with the new, and it works so perfectly that I kind of forget that I am watching a CW show. And I we're not falling for the same issues in the school, the high school drama, the kitty kitty bullshit. All of that is kind of there, but it's very minute. It's very watered down. We're dealing more with the characters and the, the heroes and the cost of being a hero. The cost of being on the wrong side. And it delivers above and beyond anything that I expected. I hope we haven't seen the last of Stargirl. I know, again, words I never thought would come out of my mouth. But if they can continue to do this, I hope it stays. I know with everything changing over at Warner Brothers and all of the changes going on with Gunn now in charge, which we'll get to that story in a second means a lot of things are in flux. Same thing with Superman and Lois, but Gunn did go on record saying he could see Superman and Lois in the new universe. But when you're dealing with profits, you know, you spend $1 to lose 2, you kind of end up, you know, wondering why are we doing this? I don't know what the future holds for Stargirl. I know you can watch all of it on I think it's on Hulu and it's definitely on demand for CW, but Give it a try if you haven't already. It's worth the watch. It's fun. And there are so many Easter eggs and throwbacks and just some really fun comic book elements. And just to see these these two old people just throw down with the, the young heroes is, is kind of fun. It's really worth the watch. Um, but is it the end? It is possible. Of course, we get left with a Flash cliffhanger. Which even made me laugh even harder because I have been waiting for The Flash to show up for the last three seasons. And guess what? He finally does at the end. Bastards. You got me again. It's fine. But we will, we will see what, what happens out of that. Speaking of James Gunn and what else is going on at DC, this um, kind of came out... Uh, well, I wouldn't say out of the blue, but I had a feeling that this was the path that we were going to head under. I just didn't think it would be so quick, especially following a tweet from Gal Gadot uh, looking forward to you know the the next installment of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman three, and just basically some some fan appreciation, and that goes a long way with me when somebody takes the time out of their their busy life to thank the fans and be, you know, genuine to reciprocate the love that obviously you, you know, she's she's getting. So she takes the time to thank the fans, which is great. On the other side of it, however, right after her doing that the next day, uh Patty Jenkins uh Quote, uh, treatment a no-go under new Peter Safran and James Gunn DC administration. Axing uh, the project right right out of the gate. So it's very interesting to see that, especially since um, I don't say Wonder Woman is probably the most successful DC film because I'm sure there's a couple Batman that kind of sneak in there. But let's face it, out of the new regime... This Wonder Woman was spectacular. It was it was the first one was 
really, really good. The second one was a little sloppy at parts, but the first one still resonates with me with one of the best comic book films um, of the decade. It was it was concise. It was great. Gal Gadot de- delivered Wonder Woman in all of her glory and then some. All right. So what does this mean for DC, for Wonder Woman, and all of that? Um, according to sources, uh, there there were some talks about bringing everybody back with Henry Cavill and everything to kind of finish off the. Snyderverse is as it's been affectionately called. However, now it looks like that Gunn wants to get as far removed from the Snyderverse as humanly possible and almost start from scratch. And I hope this is not exactly all true. I know he's pleased with the results of Black Adam. There have been some smacking on the wrists for The Rock speaking out of turn, but it's The Rock and you're you're not going to tell that guy what and what not to do. You can kind of nudge him, but I have a feeling The Rock, like Ryan Reynolds, is going to do and say what he wants to do. So we have Black Adam. We have Shazam, which has not landed yet. And we have Aquaman, which has been in limbo after everything that happened with uh, Amber Heard and all of that nonsense. So there's a lot of things that are still waiting to to go. Um, but I don't know where it's going to go. If you scrap, I don't, I don't want to start again from the beginning. I don't want another origin story, please. God, for everything that's holy in this world, no more origin stories, please. I'm done with it. I can't hand it. I can't take it. No, I don't mind finding a new Batman. He's under the cowl. If Batflack doesn't want to come back, fine. You just sign Henry Cavill to come back as Superman. Don't get rid of Gal. She is the closest interpretation that I can think of Wonder Woman. I, I don't want to think of anyone else as Wonder Woman because they're, it's too new. It's too fresh. There's going to be too much of a comparison, and it's not going to go well, especially when you're looking at the fans who have jumped on her bandwagon and are in a firm support of her, her character, her performance, everything that has gone into her building that character. Will Gunn come to his senses? I, he may have something more in plan that we don't know about. He obviously knows the value of friendship, of talent, and working within people's scope of work. We've seen him do it with Guardians of the Galaxy. The second Suicide Squad was very well-conceived. I liked the story better than the first one, and it, it was it was a... A better shot at it. Of course, it felt a lot like Guardians, but that's beside the point. What direction is he going to go if he sandbags Wonder Woman and Batman? Superman's fine. Cavill, they're not going to sign Cavill to this big deal just to <laughs> set him on the shelf. And maybe we will see the Black Adam Superman scrap. Maybe we'll see a different Justice League. It's difficult to say. But we're running out of characters, and um, I don't know if I really want to see Jon Stewart as a Green Lantern, or I'm more interested in, like, Guy or Kyle. So Give us something new. So we'll wait and see what happens, but don't be looking for Wonder Woman 3 anytime soon. Speaking of films, this just in, uh, 
People are waiting to see Avatar 2 fail. No big shock. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I, I just scratched my head on this whole article that came out that I read, and I'm just like, of course they want to see it to fail. I don't think that they fail. I think it's just they don't care. It's a little late. You're coming to the party after the doors have been locked the next day, and they've already cleaned out the rubbish. Nobody cares. So it's like a new film all over again. It, it's ridiculous. If it fails, it fails. It's not because of nobody wanting to see the film. It's because you took too long to get it out, you dork. Also something you may not see anytime soon is Namor getting his own film. Evidently, there's been some discussion about it, and people are worried about Namor suffering the same fate as the Hulk. The Hulk, of course, got tied up in that whole nasty uh, distribution fiasco where the Hulk could be a decent supporting character, a B-League, if you will, and never got his follow-up to his film after Edward Norton had meticulously crafted a decent Hulk. Of course, Ruffalo, <laughs> let's, let's not discount anything Ruffalo did because, let's face it, he did a great job as the Hulk, but we never really got his day they mistreated him they mistreated she-hulk um and now namor is looking to suffer the same fate as uh, marvel is kind of over a barrel with where namor is locked up distribution rights evidently are still under universal where his character ip is locked up now yes disney i thought at this point owned everything but not as powerfully as they had hoped if they're going to do this they need to work together i personally would like to see namor get his own film there's so many things that got touched on in wakanda that i really really would like to see more i know it's not atlantis but it is uh and namor as he kind of comes into the marvel u and i know with the Fantastic Four, I'm not sure what is going on with that storyline or if we're going to see him introduced to to that batch of characters. I'm sure this isn't the last we've seen in Namor, especially as much as the fans and everyone have been clamoring about the performance, the character, and just how all it was how well it was actually approached in Wakanda in, in Black Panther Two. I I thought it was great. I, I wanted more actually of Atlantis than I really did of Wakanda. I was getting kind of bored with, you know, what was going on there. I wanted to see what was happening. And I want to see Namorita. I want to see uh, Atuma. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, yes, give me more of that. More, 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 more. I know I'm a greedy nerd. Uh, also, speaking of gun, uh, I forgot to bring this up. There was a really uh, kind of sketchy tweet out of gun which uh was an alex ross image of kingdom come now to go with my other thought because uh, i bounced around on my page sorry kingdom come was one of the most groundbreaking series next to uh the dark knight returns dark knight rises uh ever i, I know what i said alex ross art and approach to that comic is is unmatched the story brilliant um the final fight with shazam and superman iconic this if the direction gun is taking dc i'm in i want to see this i think 
Um, I, I let's face it, DC has failed at all its movie endeavors. It continues to try and do the same formula over and over again, and fails. The same character approach again another origin story okay how many times can we tell this and it's just the same formula to go completely against the grain with what happens in kingdom come is i think a little bit more topical i think it it really is good i know the injustice society or the injustice gang or i don't i i think it was injustice society was the driving force the the legion of doom if you will to come that into uh, Kingdom Come and into the the films, I think at this point there are certain leaps of faith that people are willing to make. We don't need to have the whole origin story every single time. We don't need to break it down to the ridiculous and and tell people. There's something to be said for finding things out on your own. Let's just tell a good story. We don't need to know what has happened in the past. Sometimes we do, I guess, if it's defining a storyline. But sometimes it's okay. They're just there. Like Tremors. The original Tremors was uh, inspiring. We never. I mean, we, of course, we find out later. But we never found out why the, the Graboids, the worms, were there. We just had to deal with the shit. And I think that's... An approach gun does well. We don't need to do the origin. It just happens. We don't know Yondu's origin. We don't know, well, we now know more, uh, Mantis's origin. But we get, like, a brief snippet for, for Drax. I know we'll be a, visiting Rockets past, I think, with the trailer. But um, you don't need to take the time out immediately. Let's go back. We can do it later. Let's move forward. And I think Kingdom Come is a perfect platform to do that to help not only shake off the DC stigma of not being able to do a good movie, but also just just to loosen up the characters. Let's get something else. Get an older Batman. Flash and Green Lantern have already done their thing, and they've, they've basically elevated themselves to the ultimate character, God level. I mean, you're, you're a 99-level paladin at this point. It's fine, and there's some fun stories, and there's some great things to do and tell and see if this is where it's going to go. I hope it does, because there are some great story tropes and arcs in within the Kingdom Come storyline. It's a four-issue limited series. It's available in trade. Go and buy one at your local comic shop now if you have not read it. It is absolutely perfect. And it fits kind of into Gunn's previous film, Bright Burn, which is the most darkest Superman, non-Superman story I ever saw. So I think this might be, that was kind of the test. I think we're going to see... Uh, Kingdom Come, which would be, <laughs> which would be spectacular. In other news, uh, Guillermo del Toro is talking about directors he wants to work with for Cabinet of Curiosities Season 2. Now, if you haven't watched Cabinet of Curiosities, because I know I haven't talked about it, but I have watched it on Netflix, (laughs) it is such a dark, twisted, fun little ride of just horror. Oh, my God. Worth the watch. Um... 
so here's the the uh, the anthology series took stories from Del Toro's mind and were set to uh, action by some brilliant directors. So all of these stories that are in season one are Del Toro's, but he basically gave them to somebody else to direct because I mean, let's face it, the man is probably busy doing whatever great directors do with their time. Um, so to see him really. Um, work towards this he quoted i have a list uh fox for example we tried to get uh yermo uh bastine okay bustamini there we go bustamini uh and he couldn't because of covid uh when you think about the mexican filmmakers uh there's Isa Lopez, uh, she was going to direct one of the episodes when she got True Detective, and she couldn't do it, and uh, is hoping uh, Boots Riley wrote and was going to direct one episode, and he got his series greenlit. I could go on and spoil the entire second season for you, but I'm not going to do that. Larry Fasden is 100% at the very, very top of the list uh, for second season. Larry is one of the names that back in the day uh, Spirit Awards. So he's already working on getting the, the second season done. And if you haven't watched it, it is dark. It is twisted. It's great horror Fun. That's right. I said it. Great horror fun. It's 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 a thing. All the all the cool kids are doing it. Also in announcements for season two, Shadow and Bone. Uh, this you know what it was a surprise hit for me. I didn't. I've never read the story. Read kind of got me up to speed on it, and then I watched it. It was actually. <laughs> Really well done. I loved the characters. I loved uh, Jigsaw Kai, the guy that played Jigsaw out of The Punisher, uh, playing the general. There was some really good twists and turns. It is coming back. I don't know how many books are in the series. I think there's only two. So I'm very uh, curious how they're going to proceed, if this is the final season or if they're only going to do two seasons. Uh, But season two will be premiering uh, March 16th of 2023 on Netflix. Uh, It is still available to actually watch the first season. So go Go watch it. It's worth uh, it's worth the viewing. And evidently, from everyone's uh, information, they're picking up directly after the cliffhanger, uh, which was kind of screwed up. They just left everybody in a really bad spot. But no spoilers. Uh, go check it out. Shadow and Bone, really worth the watch. Which also reminds me, um, his Dark Materials uh, season three will be starting December eighteenth. So that's uh, ten days from now. This is the third and final installment to uh, the series, uh, based loosely on the books, uh, the Golden Compass. I think, uh, yeah, it's the Golden Compass. I actually, uh, the show's okay. It's back and forth. Um, my viewing partner on this one won't be with me to watch to see how it how it finally turned out and uh we had a lot of theories that were going on and all of that so i'm very anxious to see if all of our guesses and everything come true and and the seasons the two seasons were actually really fun uh it's going to be playing on bbc iplay or iplayer uh so you can catch it there uh, i don't know if it's going to be on uh, hbo 
Third series in uh, HBO Max. Yep. So it is. Uh, it'll be on HBO Max. Yay! And that looks like it is it. That's the podcast. Give us a like. Give us a share. Give me questions if there's anything that is on your mind uh, while you're out there, you know, rummaging around for gifts and presents for everyone for the holiday season. Uh, Don't forget your friendly little podcaster here uh, working diligently to entertain you. Uh, So, yeah, don't don't forget us or just give us the presence of a present of of, of a like or share or, or share your dirty little secret that we are with your friends. Just that's that's what you do. You share. <laughs> but that wraps that up. I will be back next week. In the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night. <laughs>